Good evening and welcome to episode 366 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandunga Kumalo. It's the Wednesday edition of the Private Property Podcast. If you join us for the first time, welcome to the family. You're tuned in to the only daily property show in South Africa catering to your property needs. And to all our regular viewers on Facebook, on Instagram, as well as on YouTube, welcome to it. You know how you do. Every single weekday, you and I have an appointment at 7 p.m. where I'm always in conversation with a property expert who helps us navigate our property journey. And it doesn't matter where you are on your property journey, whether you're looking to buy, sell, to build, or even a tenant, this is where you're able to get really great insight that can help you make better property decisions. And Talking about making better property decisions, you know, of course, we've also got a whole host of other shows that you can look forward to right here across Private Property's social media pages every single weekday at 8 p.m. As it's a Wednesday, you can join Esther Klassen on the First Time Home Buyers Show, where she always comes to your screens reflecting with people who've walked that first time home buying journey and sharing some of the lessons and nuggets that they've picked up along the way. And every Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can catch on by Lunoko on the Farming Podcast, tackling all things agriculture. And you're able to really get a good insight on you know, different aspects of your agricultural journey, uh, regardless of where you want want to go in the value chain and on Mondays and Fridays you can catch Chad on the Home Shoppers Show where he always takes us through exquisite properties that you can find on www.privateproperty.co.za well, those are the great programs that you can look forward to every single weekday at 8 p.m. Do make sure that you tune in later on uh, as the team takes you through those shows. And of course, we also have another incredible uh, you know, show or offering rather that you can look forward to uh, later on this month. That's the real estate industry uh, you know, summit that you can really look forward to, especially if you want to deepen your knowledge uh, on all things relating to property. You'll be able to hear from industry experts experts and of course participate in that particular uh, virtual event that's taking place later on this month and it's for a half day from nine o'clock until 1 p.m and you're able to get really great insights we've shared the link and um, that you can visit down here below if you want to get more uh, details on it and of course to book your seat uh, as you deepen your property knowledge and of course, we also have that incredible, incredible competition uh, that we're running on our Facebook page that you can look forward to where we give away 500 rands in cash every single day right here live on the Private Property Podcast. And all you have to do is to comment on the po uh, pinned post on our Facebook page and share with us some of the things that you've learned uh, as you know, you've been watching the show. So really great advice that you give other people when it comes to to property and if we call out your name then you stand a chance of walking away with that 500 rands in cash and all you have to do is to make sure that you're watching us live and drop us a text to claim your price it's that simple uh, to walk away with cash and of course to continue uh, deepening your property knowledge with private property but this evening we're going to be looking at something i know is a hot topic right now uh, you know not only because of what you know we've seen on social media but because we are on alert level one and of course are able to travel and making quite a huge use of this particular service we're looking at um 
short-term and holiday rentals. And to help us get a good sense of you know, all things short-term uh, rentals, I'm joined this evening by Siska de Vries, who's a specialist in holiday and short-term rentals. Siska, good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Zama. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. It's only a pleasure to have you with us, Siska. I think you know, let's let's get into it. When we look at uh, holiday and, and short-term rentals, can you perhaps give us a sense of what the figures look like? Just at a high level, when you talk, you know, holiday rentals in South Africa, what kind of numbers are we typically uh, looking at? Okay. Well, numbers at the moment are looking fantastic after COVID had had us in a massive slump. Um, in some regions, and in particular on the coastal regions, we have seen some homes having quadrupled in their bookings. Uh, guests and travelers are eager to get out. They're allowed to travel, get away for a weekend, relax, um, and even longer stays, not just weekend stays, have improved because we've had that downtime with schools that had been not operating. So parents didn't want to be stuck at home. They came for a week. They came for two weeks. It, uh, the figures are looking fantastic. I'm very positive. Mm-mm-mm. And I think it's actually just so um, incredible to hear that we're seeing the change in in, in figures because we know that uh, last year one of the big cries, of course, from short term, uh, you know, landlords was that they're not able to have any bookings uh, when we looked at where we were even with the different alert levels at some point you know how as, as how dangerous we couldn't leave the province for leisurely purposes mm-hmm. and so really those have been some of the the things that have affected of course um you know people who who have certain properties that fall within uh, that realm in their portfolio and and when we look at you know, what it looks like from an investment perspective, um, you know, Siska, for those at home who may want to add a short-term uh, property in their portfolio, can you just give us an oversight of what they can expect in that particular market? Absolutely. Investing in a, in a property for either long or short stays is always a good idea. There is a little bit more that goes on in the background for short stay that owners do need to be aware of. For instance, you have to secure your property. Then you've got to furnish your property. It's got to have cutlery. It's got to have crockery. crockery. Linen is your home going to have amenities like Wi-Fi and DSTV. All those aspects with, within a short-stay rental at the end of the day will impact your seasonal or your monthly rate that you can offer your, your guests. So it is always a good idea. And if it's done properly by the right agent, then you will see your returns. Mm. And I think, you know, Siska, as we even look at uh, the extras, as, as you say, that when you do short-term it looks, you know, relatively different from when you're doing sort of long-term um, rentals. Perhaps take us through some of the uh, sort of the, the management fees and what the a manager. So for those who don't, you know, DIY it, but actually get the services of of, of a managing um, agent. What 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 kind of fees are we looking at, and what exactly does then uh, the managing agent effectively do? Okay, so in that regard, um, every agency will have their own scope that they work within, but the standard that you would look at uh, would be anything from 10% to 30%. 30% would be a little bit more for on the higher end being a luxury villas that could reach from 7,500 rand to 25,000 rand per day per day and um yeah but the average in the standard would be between a 10 and a 20 percent that the owner can expect from um the income that 
would have been generated from a booking. That is what a agent would expect to uh, the owner for them to, to give. I am this evening in conversation with Siska de Vries, who is a specialist in holiday and short-term rentals. And we're looking at short-term and holiday rentals right here on the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. I want to find out from you at home, uh, you know, when you go on holiday, do you usually make use of, you know, short-term rentals? Or do you just book yourself into a, you know, into a hotel uh, as opposed to perhaps working with, uh, you know, different service providers uh, who even secure short-term rentals on your behalf, or perhaps are you even, uh, you know, booking via Airbnb? I know a lot of people uh, find that to be slightly more convenient for them. It's a cutting out the middle person and dealing with the owner directly, and that's a really great marketplace where you're able to interact um, with the owner. Uh, do let us know how you go about, you know, using short-term rentals, and if you do, and share your experience with it. I mean, I've heard a lot of horror stories when it comes to short-term rentals and and i want to hear some of your horror stories because i think this is also one of those things where pictures can be amazing and beautiful and you think this is how a place looks like and then you and your family arrive at a particular place and it looks absolutely nothing that uh, like what you saw online so do share with us down here below and taking some of your questions and comments on our social media pages uh we've got Matswane, victoria uh, and nelda everton saying someone's looking gorgeous uh thank you very much there ladies i hear to uh Mayeki, so is also tuned in and watching of course sending those green hearts and and it, it seems it's actually Gosso's follower anniversary. I see the team has, has actually been awesome. Did you know that it's your follower anniversary? So today was a year ago, because I think it's one year. Yes, it's exactly one year. Gosso uh, uh, Fimela has been following um, the private property page for a whole year. So I guess happy anniversary. We should, yeah, we should say happy anniversary. Um, and I can see that for Sandy Stimmage is also uh, tuned in and watching. I'm going to be taking more of your questions and comments at home. I want to find out from you your experience with short-term holiday letting. Uh, whether the good or the bad, I know that a lot of the horror stories are there. Uh, I think one of, and I'll share, you know, I'll share mine. I once, and this one was was actually a, a large. I, I could have actually done a slightly better job at looking um, at looking it up, but found it online. Pictures were beautiful. Um, drove all the way, it was out of the province. And, and when I got there, realized that they only have a bath. They don't have a bath and a shower. And I literally stayed one night and I left the following day because I couldn't for the life of me uh, do a bath. I was just like, nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> Absolutely not doing it. Uh, I drove back to Joburg uh, the following day. Luckily, it was a short stay and, and I was actually able to, to do that. So sometimes these errors are on our behalf because I think I just needed to do a better job of reading um, through about the place. Um, now, Siska, I think when we then also look at uh, you know, processes when it comes to short-term rentals. Are there any processes that you know people should be aware of in the event that they want to go into um, investing in short-term rentals? Absolutely. The process starts with your first day from meeting an owner, explaining to them what short stay is, what it involves, and manage their expectations of what the generating of income will 
bring to them. So, and then the most important you have to explain to an owner as part of the process is that there is an absolute real risk in allowing strangers into your private space. Mm -hmm. That is one of the um, topics that I always discuss with my owners. They do have to understand that this is part of the process that when you start with the owner, that is where we go. From there, you go to your photos and your listings and description to be accurate so that the guest will know there is no shower, there is no Wi-Fi, there is no garage to park in because those are the most common mistakes that are made is that your description and your photos doesn't portray the property in the true face that it really is. And that's when you get um, unpleasant guests. Uh, further process is, is getting booking agreements signed, collecting information from guests, getting payments in place, breakage deposits in place, cleaning services beforehand and afterhand, maintenance on the house. You can't have a bathroom with green moldy uh, things. That's all part of a process and within the finer details that everyone doesn't understand that there's a lot happening and this is all part of the process from meeting an owner, explaining to him what it is, meeting and greeting your guests, making sure that your guests get what it is that they've actually booked. And then the big part of it is at the administration that happens completely at the back end to ensure that we give our owners quality guests to have a booking agreement signed, which will uh, ensure that if something goes wrong, that process is in place to be able to take steps in order to to fix whatever has happened and gone wrong. Your, like I've mentioned, your photos and your description needs to be accurate. Um, yes, that's, that's, that's the bullet point of it, but there's a lot of methodical thinking that goes into actually getting the entire process in place. And again, if you're not an experienced person working with it, you surely are, are in desperate need of good quality training that will allow you to follow the process and know what booby traps there is not to step in them for both owners and guests and yourself as an agent that needs to be protected, which is all part of this process. Mm. And, you know, talking of some of those be traps, Siska. After the break, I want us to look at, uh, you know, what kind of insights and advice would you give to people at home who are considering putting their property uh, for short-term rentals during the festive season? Because I think everybody's trying to see uh, and find different ways to make an extra buck here and there, especially as we've seen the rise in costs, uh, whether it's utilities or forcing anniversaries and, and petrol. Uh, so for people who are looking at their current home uh, for holiday rentals, because they know that they're going to be out of town with family and it's just going to be vacant. So instead, they just want to put it out and make a, a little bit of extra cash. We're going to find out what you need to uh, know if you want to do that. So what some of the do's and don'ts. But we're going to go for a quick break and see who that lucky winner is of the 500 Rand cash prize. And the lucky winner this evening is Queen Tako. Uh, Queen Tako, you are the lucky winner of that. 
500 in cash. So do drop us a ticket. with Siska de Fris, who's a specialist in holiday and short-term rentals. And we're looking at short-term and holiday rentals. And of course, taking your questions and comments on our Facebook page, on YouTube and Instagram. We've got Susan McCarthy saying, Siska de Fris, our very own short-stay holiday rental rocket. Very proud of your achievements. So much care and time you put into providing exceptional experience to your clients, going the extra mile. And we know that it is never a crowded place. You go, girl. Absolutely love that. Uh, Susan, thank you so much for sharing the love so if you want to uh, book somebody then you you know where to go uh, uh christine de saying these 1.5 bedrooms are also said to be two bedrooms yet the other happens to be so small absolutely hate those uh, and with some of them you'd find that it was a balcony that they then turn into uh, you know the second bedroom which is the half bedroom but it really is so small where sometimes it's even um you know a sleeper couch as opposed to an actual uh, bed that you are able to to use and i think that's certainly some of the experience for me at home i want to find out more uh, from you at home you know what has been your experience when it comes to holiday letting uh, you can you can share both the good and the bad we already know that Suska is absolutely incredible at what she does and you know some of the clients are already coming up saying that they are very happy with the exceptional service that she has provided for them uh, now, Siska, before the break, I, want, I, I did say, I want us to then look at for people at home who uh, know that they've got you know, a fairly great property that um, is in a place where people might want to stay there during the holiday season mm. and are now contemplating to just put it on, on rental for this short period. And we already know it's, it's, it's generally not long. You know, what, what advice, insight can you give them? Because I think it's one of those things where you might think yeah, it's going to be easy to just make a few extra thousands but actually, you need to have a full picture of what it is you're about to get yourself into. Yes, absolutely. So the opportunity is there for an owner to generate income. But again, there's more that goes into it than they generally would expect. So my advice to any permanent resident looking to rent out their private home to guests is your first and most important priority would be is to pack away any sentimental items. You don't want them to be using your grandmother's uh, tea set and chipping a, 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 a teacup. That is, and it's happened. It's happened to me before. They didn't pack it away. So that is the important thing is pack away any sentimental things that you don't want your guests to have access to, as well as any other items you're not comfortable for them to use. That is your starting point. Your second most important would be is to be market related with your price. If you overprice yourself, you're going to get a short booking. Rather go down on your price a little bit, be market competitive and get your 14 and your 21 day booking. That is the solid advice that I can give to owners. Coming down into the property itself, you want a clear photo record of the state of your property that you give them so that if they uh, punch a hole in your couch with a fork because someone tipped over a, a bowl of lasagna, you can tell them, hey, my leather couch didn't have a hole in it. 
you will be responsible for the repairs. So pack away what you don't want them to use, be market-related with your price, and have a clear record of what is going on in your home so that if something does go wrong, you have that backup so that you can address that issue and having it replaced or repaired. Mm-hmm. I, you know, as you were even talking about that, uh, Siska, a, a thing that came to, to mind was then what the rental agreement would typically look like, things that have to be included in that rental agreement. Because I think sometimes people just think, ah, you know, it's just it's just a short stay. It's just going to be there for, you know, a few days, maybe max a week. Uh, we don't have to have anything, you know, in writing, especially people who DIY. Whereas when you're working with an, with an agent, they know that that is not the case. Even if somebody is coming for a short stay, they still put something in place. What are some of the key things that... Uh, need to be included in that rental agreement um, to best protect you as the as the landlord who's letting out your property for short-term purposes. Yes. For owners doing it themselves, it, it is a very risky business. I would always advise you rather go to a proper agency, a reputable agency that's got everything already in place. You get agencies with one pages that you sign, they collect your details, they give you a bit of information and the do's and the don'ts. And then you get C-13 page booking agreement, which fully includes clauses such as cancellation, guests, um, obligations, what are they meant to do in the house, what are they meant not to do in the house, maximum guest, what happens to the breakage deposit, what there's a clause for, how we deal with damages. There is um, a clause for, for owners, what the expect- expectation of owners would be to prepare the property. What is your agent's duties? So it really depends on each and every agency what paperwork they put in place. But the more that you can have in there would be the best. So the most important is to have a cancellation policy. Um, accidents do happen, people can't come, but then you are stuck without a booking that you've been preparing for for the last week and two days beforehand, you're out of pocket because they can't come. Your second would be to have the correct information of your tenants arriving. Be sure to have a copy of the ID. Ask them for proof of residence so that you can see where they are from. Things like that needs to be included in your rental agreement. It needs to be thorough and it needs to have a wide scope of who is exactly responsible for what during what process of the stay. We are taking your questions and comments this evening as we look at uh, you know, short-term and holiday rentals. I want to find out from you some of your experience when it comes to you know, using holiday rentals for holiday purposes. And if you're a landlord who's got some short-term rentals in your portfolio, do share with us you know, some of the tricks of the trade that you've picked up <laughs> along the way, because uh, that's one of the things that we absolutely love doing here, sharing the knowledge that we have uh, so that other people don't need to pay the price for the school fees that we know we've already paid for. Uh, I'm in conversation with Siska DeFries, who's a specialist in holiday and short-term rentals. And Siska, I want us to look at, you know, and you've already started touching on it, but some of the mistakes that, uh, and, and I'll make it twofold, you know, first let's look at the mistakes that uh, land 
landlords make, uh, landlords who decide to go into short-term rentals. And then on the flip side, mistakes that people who use short-term uh, rentals make. So the tenants themselves, like what are some of the mistakes that they actually make? Because one of the things that we know is not every issue is a landlord issue. Uh, sometimes it is, it's the tenant that is, is, is at fault. So what are some of the mistakes that you know you commonly see when it comes to short-term and holiday rentals? Okay, from 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 landlords, and in, in in my experience, is they think it's it's a quick thing. I'm going to advertise it, and I'm going to call them and say uh, I've got guests for you, and this is the income that you're going to generate. The owners don't necessarily understand the impact that it will have on them in preparation. For the, it was all about preparation for because quality control inspections will be done by the right agent to ensure that if I'm going to get you a guest with that amount of booking, the property needs to meet certain standards. If those standards aren't met, what do you do then? Then it's a cancellation for the, for the guest because the property wasn't up, up to par. So that that is what owners need to understand is they, there's some preparation for them to go in there, a proper sprinkling to make sure that things are are in order and from from the guest end the best advice i can give to anyone is i understand that sometimes the agent or the owner themselves their description in the photo can't be accurate but read absolutely everything on that description read the fine print read the house rules on airbnb especially there is a section that says house rules what is allowed what isn't allowed what line of internet is it the four meg line is it the 10 meg line so that they don't arrive there and expect mm. to do a zoom meeting because you're there to work and you can't because it's a four meg line it can't you the case need to take that responsibility to read the description properly if you are unsure what stops you from asking the host you can contact any host either by email on Airbnb, you can pop a message, you can WhatsApp, you can Facebook. There's so many communication methods out there. If you're not sure, just ask. You will, you will get an answer. However, when you have booked and you arrive at a property that doesn't meet your expectations of what you've read in the description and have seen on the photos, there is measures for a guest also to uh, um, get either a refund or tell the owner, this isn't what we agreed upon, this isn't what we expected on, you're either giving me a refund or I'm leaving now and I will return these dates and expect what you have promised me in your description and photos will be available to me. So again, if you go with the proper agency, that will that automatically eliminates so many headaches for both owners and guests is if your description and photos and amenities of the home is properly put out. Mm. And that's such an important one, I think. And and even the 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 error, the error rather that I made earlier on, you know, owning up that look, I I probably didn't read the 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 text properly, um, and I can't remember now whether it was really a I didn't read it properly or it, it wasn't overt that the bathroom doesn't have a, a shower. But I remember thinking, mm, this doesn't quite look like what I saw in you know on the website, and just didn't want to 
spend any more time there. Uh, Umenzi Butelezi on Facebook saying the hairstyles are my own fleek. <laughs> Thank you very much there. <laughs> I wonder if it's the first time you, you use that term on fleek. I, I don't hear guys using it a lot. My friends and I uh, you know, used to use that word, that phrase quite, quite often. Uh, it's very refreshing to hear a guy uh, or certainly to see a guy using that phrase. Now, Siska, as we wrap up, you know, any final tips for our viewers at home when it comes to short-term and holiday rentals, especially as we're gearing up for the festive season? Many of us are making, you know, bookings, uh, you know, even tips on how to spot a scam because we also know that a lot of those happen. We actually cannot leave, you know, in this show without, especially because we're just 5 to November already. But how do we spot a scam? We see a lot of those people pay a deposit and next thing you know they arrive at a place and the person has pretty much run away with their money so what are some some key things that we need to be careful of when it comes to potentially spotting a, a holiday rental scam your absolute first red light is for them not to ask you for any paperwork to be signed or a copy of the id or anything they just give you banking details and ask you to pay and then if you're uncertain if 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 the home has uh, or the villa has a name, may it be let's say night villa. Google it, see if it pops up anyway. Um, so that that is the one that I found the most is if it is a scam, they just send you bank and the price will be ridiculous. For for instance, if you take a six bedroom villa that should be going for six and a half thousand rand per night, it's got a beautiful outdoor pool, it's got an indoor bride, it's got an outdoor bride, it's got a pizza oven, it's got sea and mountain views, and you get a six bedroom villa of that nature, and it's being told that you can have it for three five because a booking has cancelled. Those are absolute warning signs. Is to be careful. Don't just make payment. If you're not sure, just Google it a bit. The villas and, and, and homes usually already have some sort of track record and Google reviews and business reviews on Airbnb even. You can find some of these, these properties. So it's, it's a very difficult one because these scammers are very clever sometimes. Absolutely very clever. But those are the red lights. If you're getting a if a deal is too good, the deal is too good. Point mm. like there isn't any other way to play. I would rather pass on an opportunity like that and be safe and pay the extra money that should be paid rather than pay 7,000 Rand for a weekend that's meant to be three and a half per night and it's gone. You're not going to see it again. Mm. And I think the, the one place that people can also look at that I'd, I'd like to add, Siska, is also just do a search inside Twitter of the name of the place because you tend to find people do post that, you know, we had this kind of experience. And I already do this with any kind of place uh, to just get a sense of whether other people have had bad experiences. So even legit establishments or hotels uh, or, you know, lodges, you'll find that you know, some, some places are... Uh, notorious for treating people a certain way. We're always seeing, for instance, uh, examples of the many establishments that are essentially racist and you know treat their black, black Indian or colored patrons uh, very differently to their white patrons. And so doing that quick search helps you because people share their experiences 
with certain places. I mean, I saw something even trending on, on Twitter the other day where with some places, they actually target you based on, you know, who you are. So if, for instance, you came in and it's, you know, it's two girls and you got, you, know, you and your friend have kind of come in, they essentially target you. They know that the establishments, it's a large, it's relatively, you know, secluded. Um, and even the various chalets are nicely spaced. And so they essentially set out to even rob uh, the patrons and it's, it's essentially a syndicate. So I think going that extra mile, even with some of the established places uh, to get a sense of what people have recently said about their stay there. And if there are any red flags that you wouldn't typically find, for example, on their website, because getting a sense from people's experience and the more recent, the better. I think with COVID, so many things have kept happening that you also want to get a sense of, is the place still at a good standard? I mean, the, the unfortunate thing with COVID is that with certain places, you know, the, the standard is dropped, even though the price is still the same. So are you still going to be able to get um, that kind of service for the money that you're paying? So those are some of the things that you always just have to be mindful of um, when you are booking so you can enjoy your holiday, right, sister? Because I think many people want to be just like you know one of your clients, Susan, who's just spoke about the great experience they got from you. Because ultimately we want to be able to, you know, make sure that we enjoy uh, our holiday wherever it is we are going. Absolutely. You want it to be a stress-free experience. That is why you've decided to get away, is mm -hmm. to have that relaxing moments making fantastic memories with your family. So again, be careful with who you book, with who you use as an agent. Just take a little bit of time, take a breather and do your research. Mm. Ask questions. If you don't ask questions, you're not going to get answers. Mm -hmm. And that's a great note to leave it at this evening. Uh, Siska, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you very much for having me, Zama. It was lovely being here. And that is Siska DeFries, is a specialist in holiday and short-term rentals, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamantungwa Kumalo. This evening's winner, Queen Tago, has come forward and claimed her prize. So that 1,000 rands is coming your way. Congratulations to you, Queen. I hope you do enjoy it. That means we're back at 500 rands and the money back for tomorrow evening. Remember, all you have to do to stand a chance of walking away with that cash prize is comment on the pinned post on our Facebook page. Well, that's it from myself. I'll be back on your screens tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. Do stay tuned to uh, the first time home buyer show with SC Carson at 8 p.m. Until then, hoping you're staying home and staying safe.